welcome, audience. It's the Harold Modcast, Justice and Doom, now playing movie reviews. Now playing in theaters, that is. That is true. And it's not like a sucker film like Ghostbusters. Or Tarzan. <laughs> Although I heard that wasn't, like, audiences liked that film, but critics hated it. Tarzan, I'm talking about. Well, I didn't see it. I did not either, but uh, I'm still sort of curious to see it. I'm curious to see those rocking abs. <laughs> swinging on vines. Swinging on vagines. Swinging on vines. Swinging uh, on vine. So we have a film to discuss called Swiss Army Man, starring Paul Dano. Is it Dano or Dano? Yeah, I don't know. Dano, Paul Dano. Dano and uh, Daniel Radcliffe. You say Paldano. A.K.A. Harry Potter and himself. I say Paldano. And I got to say, it's one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in my life. It's not like Harmony Corinne weird movie, but no. it's like, it's not like Gummo weird, which I, as a movie I like anyway, but it's one of those movies that it's just sort of entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. And so by the time it's over, like, I don't know, I didn't really expect like some great closure or anything, yeah. or like a sort of like, you know, like nice, nice little package bow. You did not? Not really. Because when you're watching it, like when I was watching, it was just sort of such a fun thing to watch that it kind of forgive its faults. Yeah. For Which, me. Well, let's talk about, so it's it's directed by uh, Daniel Scheinhart and Daniel Kwan, otherwise known as Daniels, they're they're famous for music videos. Uh, they did a famous one for Passion Pit um, for their song "Cry Like a Ghost." That was a really well known video that they did. And then this is their directorial theatrical di- directorial debut. It mm-hmm. definitely it's it's about Paul Dano, who's a guy who who's like w- stranded on an island. We think at first in the beginning, and yeah. then it's woods. But he's stranded. He's about to like hang himself because he has no hope. And then he f- sees Daniel Radcliffe's body on the beach yeah just washed ashore on the beach and he he starts farting (laughs) well he goes he thinks he's dead yeah and then all of a sudden it makes noise and it's like makes fart noises starts and then you see like the rippling of water at the seat of his pants which some people apparently walked out of well it premiered at sundance and it got really sort of bad reviews from a lot of people and they were expecting a lot i guess from this movie okay and because it was daniel radcliffe and paul dano people were like criticizing daniel radcliffe for like choosing this role and people were walking out of the film at when it screened at sundance but after watching it it's not really offensive it's it's silly and you know so it's absurd but i gotta say daniel ratcliffe's performance is is really risky and genius i thought he was brilliant in it and it's a big like physically physical acting wise like he's doing a lot you know Mm -hmm. and he's really uh it would be challenging and i bet he had a lot of fun doing this role because he's playing a dead body that ends up slowly being able to talk and then they start he starts paul (laughs) Thanos starts teaching him about the ways of the world because he doesn't know anything he has to teach him about garbage he has to teach him about Mm -hmm. love and fear and weird and not weird and stuff like that and the more daniel gradcliffe learns like the more sort of clearly he's able to speak and articulate his thoughts and he teaches him about sex and and as the story goes on there's certain 
parts of his anatomy that end up being used like a Swiss army knife for Paul Dano to sort of survive in the wilderness. Because he's still dead. He's still a corpse, he's still essentially. A corpse. He's a talking corpse is it, like a good way to describe it's, it. But it, So it's really nonsensical, but it the, the yeah. story's driven and you find out towards the end by this picture on... Uh, Paul Dano's phone and you don't know who it is you think it's his girlfriend it's this woman Mm -hmm. uh, actress Mary Elizabeth Winstead who most recently was in 10 Cloverfield Drive Um, she's and and he sees these flashbacks of her seeing her on the bus Mm -hmm. and then he teaches Daniel Radcliffe about her they call her Sarah I guess that's her real name actually and she he he Daniel Radcliffe's character falling for her and he's learning about love for her and you find out that this is a woman who Paul Dano's character was obsessed with but never spoken to and yeah he's a, a, I mean I guess without her. spoiling it like he ends up in her backyard in with the, Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> yeah. with the corpse of Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> and and you sort of it all makes sense to you the weirdness of the film but it's I mean it's the the film is completely dependent on these two lead characters who are both fantastic it's actors. basically like just the two of them for you know what is it 90 minute film it's yeah. like 85 minutes it's just them pretty much in the woods and I, I mean i have to tell you when i heard that daniels these guys were the directors and i figured out who they were it it feels like it's directed by guys who did music videos because yeah, well, it's yeah. got that sort of like really interesting visual but doesn't make sense it's not entirely. very linear and the way they sort of weave in the score of the film because mm-hmm. you can tell a lot of it's just like layering uh, sounds. Like it's Daniel Raphael going ba, ba, ba. Mm-hmm. And Paul Dana going da, na, 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 yeah. ba, ba. Yeah. And like you could tell they're literally in like a recording studio just like making those <laughs> yeah. sounds. And they have an engineer like looping them for the score. Because right. a lot of it's like they'll be singing together mm-hmm. in the film. And then that song they're singing goes into the score mm-hmm. behind them as they're journeying along. Yeah. And there's a lot of that. It's actually a really interesting sort of like film play, like score play, because it, it's it's in the film and then it's a, uh, then it's a part of the film. It, yeah, which to me felt a little film schooly. Yeah. to be honest. It, it felt well, a little okay. first-time director thing to do. It's sort of like a music video director. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, I, but, yeah. but, I mean, I applaud their, uh, you know, pushing the limit and ch- trying things and yeah i thought i thought i still thought it was just a fun watch like i didn't leave mad because i didn't get it or mad no. well i kind of liked it because near the end you start they start to piece it together mm-hmm. and it starts to make sense but then the closing scene of the film sort of shits on all of the sense they try <laughs> to make and i I left laughing like that's so funny because yeah. they give you a little bit of like tying it up but then at the very end it all just goes back to like fuck you guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was no story that's yeah. what i felt like and i was like that's that's the best way you could end it because he starts to look really fucking crazy yes. Dano, without spoiling it and uh and then it turns back around and you're like oh i'm so glad you ended it that way i know yeah. i was glad they ended it i mean it's like a fantasy but it's got a story and it makes mm-hmm. sense and i mean it was interesting filmmaking i mean the two of us looked at each other so many times like, what the fuck throughout the film? But that, I liked that. Yes. Though. But like, yeah, it wasn't a like, oh, my God, we got to get out of here. It was like a laughing. What the fuck is this? Well, it reminded me a lot of like Island of Lost Boys, like Peter Pan, because there's a mm. bunch of moments where they're sort mm. of he's constructing like 
you know, real life scenarios out of wood and old garbage and he's making, you know, a bus, like a bus stop or, you know, and yeah. just, and they're playing, they're basically playing like dress up together and they make like, uh, they make the Millennium Falcon or they make a, a bar and club seat and it's all just like wood and vines and trees and garbage and, but it's all it looks really like what it is. Right. And that, that, that was a really sort of fun, sort of creative, I don't know, just depiction whatever you want to call it like i just really enjoyed watching that stuff it was really interesting visually it reminded me a lot like there's a lot of influences of the robinson crusoe book story and subsequent films like that clearly there you know they there was an ode to that there and but it was definitely yeah i mean I, i don't know if i would recommend it to everyone i wouldn't necessarily recommend people to go see it in theaters unless you're really curious because mm. you might not sort of give it the same grace grace just that i was willing to give it as right. a film and i guess i heard someone say like eh, it kind of like lost me during the middle like when they were walking out like it took too long in the in the middle of the film and stuff but i was willing to forgive a lot of that stuff just because it was fun to watch and yeah. i started stopped expecting like a real storyline because uh-huh. it was fun just to watch them play like it must have been a lot of fun just as the two actors to make this fucking movie because it's just the two of them playing yeah and one's a corpse and one's like (laughs) a a lost soul and they he's sort of teaching him him about the world yeah and finding himself in his own humanity yeah it throughout that process by becoming friends and it's a weird sort of love story between the two of them it is you're right it gets to this weird place but it's also like a sort of love story like lost love story yeah because of the girl on the phone mixed with a sort of love story best friend thing between the two of them yes so i don't know this movie had a lot going on uh with it that i appreciated but again, I would—I don't know if I could say, yeah, go to theaters and see it. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd have to go to independent theater. It's limited release. And, I, you know, people might be like, nah, fuck that. Right. You know, why did I pay 15 bucks for this? But I would definitely watch it on VOD, mm-hmm. you know, or Netflix. Or yeah. Something. I would say, I'd tell anybody, just for fun, if you're curious about it, watch it. And, you know, I went to see it in a theater, and I don't regret seeing it in a theater. A lot of Keep times, an open mind if you see it, yeah. definitely. If, you, if you're someone who likes independent film and you like to stretch, your, your, push your boundaries for what you're willing to take in as a story. And, or what you're used to. Yeah. Then, yeah. then it's worth checking out. And don't expect it to be, since it's Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano, to be like this super... I don't know. Mainstream, it's not. Harry Potter, like, no. <laughs> you know, it's not. Well, I mean, let's face it. I, Daniel Radcliffe has had, like, a really different mix of Dude's had a projects. blessed, blessed yeah. career, man. Like, he started at fucking 11 years old, and he'll work for the rest of his life. Yeah. And he's got so much money that he can pick whatever he wants to do. He's a good actor. And he's a great actor. Yeah. And he can do whatever he wants. Like, this is an independent film. He didn't get $20 million to make this movie. Right. You know, it premiered at Sundance. It's a guy's, you know, their directorial debut. They're uh, independent directors and uh, video music video directors. Right. And he agreed to do it. I think that's really cool. Good for him. Good for him that's is right. That's what British actors do, though, most of the time. They just make projects that they find curious or intriguing. Well, and he's gutsy. I mean, he did Equus on Broadway or in London. In London. And he was completely nude in the one scene yeah so that is our in theaters review and we have uh, a now streaming review as well and yeah i'm reviewing another 
Confessions of a Basement Dweller video game review. I'm doing the Ghostbusters for PS3. Oh. Because of the movie coming out, I looked for alternatives. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a pleasant alternative, and I'll explain why in the review. All right. So we have a review, a movie review that is now streaming. A streaming, an instant instant streaming review for you <laughs> and your mom. <laughs> I don't think this one's for every mom. For uh, my mom. Maybe my mom. Maybe you're definitely your mom because your mom's super cool. Mom would dig it. Uh, it's called The Invitation. And it is directed by Karen Kusama. 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 Who is famous for her film Girl Fight. And she also did Jennifer's Body in that horrible movie called Aeon Flux. Jennifer's Body is not any better than yeah. Aeon Flux. True, Bummer. true, true. But this movie is really good. This movie's awesome. It's, it's a awesome. thriller horror movie. It stars um, Logan Marshall Green, who was in Prometheus. He was also on 24. And he's also in the new Spider-Man reboot. Um, and uh, also Michael Hussman from Game of Thrones. He plays Dari- Dario. Dario. Yeah. Dario Yabario. And a bunch of people. John Carroll Lynch, yeah. famous character actor. Uh, you all know him. You know him. He He's had the, that one great episode on Walking Dead with Morgan, the guy who kind of becomes his mentor. And mm-hmm. also he was in American Horror Story uh, Freak Show. Twisty yep. the Clown. And he was also in Gothica with Halle Berry. And he was in, he's in lots of shit. He, was, he plays a soldier, like a... Drill sergeant and so, oh, he's in fucking Face Far- Off. Oh, he's and Fargo. And he's Fargo. her husband. He plays the in husband, Fargo. Margie's husband. Yeah, Margie's husband. Yeah, he's been in, he's been working for fucking ever. Yeah, and he's the kind of guy that when he shows up, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, he's Something's always happening. Yeah, <laughs> always. That was the first thing when he walked in because he like comes in later in the film. You're like, oh, and you didn't. We didn't this. know he was in the film. No, it was awesome when he showed up. Yeah, like, you know he's gonna be fucking some shit up (laughs) yeah so good at playing creepy uh he's so good well so the film oh and also a friend of mine shout out uh my comic buddy jay larson oh yeah he's in the movie he has a podcast called the crab feast with another friend of mine ryan sickler and uh he's also a really funny stand-up he has a all tv show best bars on uh, Esquire. Oh, he's the best bars guy. Him and Sean Patton do the best bar show together. Shout out Matt Bianconello because I think he appeared on their show. Yeah, he did yeah. appear on their show. And uh, yeah, Jay Larson. I didn't know he did dramatic acting, but uh, he did a good job, especially with a bunch of actors. You right. Know what I, mean? I don't think he, I don't know if he's done a dramatic acting before, but he was sort of like the funny friend. That yeah. ends up getting fucking horribly yeah. murdered. You knew he's gonna get murdered when you when you spoiler see, fucking whatever. <laughs> shut up. No spoilers. Dropping. We're reviewing the movie. Yeah. Well, people might want to see it. So uh, the movie takes place uh, in basically this one house. It's a dinner party. It's one location. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. And they this couple, and it turns out the the female lead. She's a. Uh, the ex-wife of the logo Marshall Green Logan. guy, and they had they were married and had a son who died, and she had gone away for two years, and she's now with Michael Husman. He's remarried. They're remarried and living in the same house that this lead character used to live in himself with right. his ex-wife. So he's going back to a place that's drumming up a lot of like emotion mm-hmm. and you know fear and anxious. He's anxious and he's on edge. He's uncomfortable. 
He's seeing his ex-wife for the first time in two years. He's going back to a house where he lived that maybe that's where the child also died. Yeah, no, of, I think that's where the child did yeah, die in the backyard. In yeah. the backyard. It's and like, it was all the people that, that were, were at, at that party. party are now at this dinner Well, it was party. a birthday party for, I guess, the kid. And we should also say that the house is in like the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. And it's a huge house and it's a really nice house. And the husband now lives in it and it's sort of been redecorated and yeah. sort of redecorated done refinished and uh he's there with his now his new girlfriend who is a different character in the film too yeah and they show up i mean the film starts with them on the road and they hit a coyote on the road and then the guy has to go kill the coyote puts it out of its misery that was sort of a weird opening it was very weird it makes you feel like what's this movie about Mm -hmm. am i gonna like this movie or not and then you like give it, keep giving it a chance, giving it a chance, and it starts to get really fucking weird, man. I loved it. Well, they they're at the party and like everyone's sitting around, and so the couple that own the house show them this video of basically a cult that they joined in Mexico, where they've been for the last two years, and it's a video of them watching this woman die. Well, and there's like the cult leader who's they have like a circ a round table. They're all like swapping stories, and the leader's spitting that same old like cult leader rhetoric of like it's all you gotta shed your like old whatever mm. fe- uh, emotions and go clear and fucking go your- clear, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and drink this Kool Aid and all this shit, and you know, and they're showing it on like this little laptop, and then it cuts this scene where this woman's like on a in a bed and they're all like around her and she's like dying literally she doesn't look sick or anything she just dies yeah well she's like drugged or something yeah or poisoned herself or something and she's like i'm ready to go now like fucking what is the guy with that they all wore the air jordans yeah oh yeah and they just killed him yeah yeah with the purple like things of purple triangles over them and stuff yeah whatever that was yeah that well so this happens and then they're all understandably uncomfortable, but none of them leave, which I thought was weird. And then they play this game where they talk about what they want and give truth. And John, the John Carroll Lynch character divulges that he is a murderer and he killed his wife. Yeah. And he tells this story like it's just like, I want to tell you about my wife. And you think it's just going to be like, oh, she was a sweet woman who died. And no, he ends up telling the story about how he actually killed her. On accident, he says. Well. But, but not it, really accident. No. Like, just a rage. He had, like, a rage. And he yeah. didn't, probably didn't want to kill her, but he still, like, smacked her up and, like, knocked her down. And yeah. She fucking hemorrhage brain hemorrhage or some fucking thing like that and then he served time in prison but again not enough to get any of them to get up and leave although our hero logan marshall green is definitely uncomfortable he's uncomfortable the minute walks in and he starts to be he's suspicious because the whole time the the uh michael hoosman's character takes the key out of the door which essentially is kind of locking them inside which is the thing i said is like who locks their house from the inside like with the key like yeah a deadbolt it's like literally a key lock on the inside of your house yeah like where the fuck did that come from you know well and the and logan he's uncomfortable by that and he he starts to sort of unravel and question them on these things but the way they do the script and the direction is so brilliant because you think that it's just him unraveling. Or it but could yet, be. It could be. Yeah. You're not sure whether or not 
it's something him? really bad's going to happen or whether it's him and he's you're all going to be duped. Yeah. Or, like, or he's going to do something bad because he's paranoid. Right. Or there's actually something bad that could happen and you don't know which one's which. Yeah. Because they keep showing these flashbacks of him in the house, happily married with the son after the son dies and sort of going back and forth. And he's sort of like in his head the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like he's sort of like half present during, you know, they're having dinner or they're having drinks. Uh, she, the one guy like busts out Coke for the one like Asian girl to do and stuff. Oh yeah. She says she wants to do. Yeah. Cause that's coke. what she wants to do. She says, I want some of that Coke you said you used to do. Yeah. And he's like, I have some, it's like a great sober guy has Coke at the ready. And then the, the, the woman asks, says she wants to make out with this, your friend, Jay ben, Larson. Yeah, Jay Larson's And character. so she does, and the girl that's with him gets very uncomfortable. But And that's what makes her want to leave, not right. the murder story. Nobody leaves. Nobody yeah. leaves after the murder story, which she is so weird. She decides to leave once her boyfriend makes out with the ex-wife. And it's super like swingers party. It like, is. Let's make out. Yeah. And it's like, uh-oh. Then there's the two gay couple, and he's like, I want to. I'm on a blowjob now. And yeah. it's like, you're like, is this going to get really weird? It, yeah, you don't know where it's going, definitely. And so then the girl leaves, but the guy's like, no, don't leave. You can't leave. Mm. And that's when the lead character is like, hey, man, let her leave. Like, yeah. fucking let her go. And he's like, all right, all right, chill. Because they're trying to play it really chill. Like, we're... We're all enlightened here. Yeah. You know, we're just trying to make a like safe environment yeah. for you and your friends. Yeah. And then when she does leave, John Carroll Lynch says, oh, my car is blocking yours. And he goes out to move his car. And yeah. Logan's like, uh, but how did you know your car was? How do you know what car was hers? And he's and watching he's, them. Yeah. He watches out the window and you, you still, you're like, okay, he's going out to kill her, but he doesn't. And you don't know, but then she drives around the then corner. And he back. says, yeah. Hey, wait a minute. And you don't know what's happened. No, you don't really know. And then people are, are you know, they're like, why are you looking out the window? Mm. Like, relax, come back and sit with us. And he's like, no. And you're like, man, he, is he paranoid? And he's like snooping through the house and shit. Yeah. And, you know, and it's all done. I, it's really interesting because it is. It's just one location in this one house with, you know, what, 10 characters, mm-hmm. maybe eight characters. And you really don't know what direction it's going to go. Because it does say, because it doesn't feel like a thriller mm-hmm. in the beginning, or like a you know a horror movie, and you're just like, well, how is this going to get really that scary? Yeah. You have a couple ideas of where it's going to go, and then it it sort of red herrings you enough times that mm-hmm. when it does happen, whatever that is. You're surprised enough. Yes. And you're really invested in the characters. Like, yes. fuck, you got to. Someone's got to survive this. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is wild. And uh, the coolest moment is the end. Because there's as soon as you think the movie's over and wrapped up, there's sort of like this last and final moment mm-hmm. that gives you a ooh. Oh and, shit! This then, is what this is about. Yeah. yeah. And then, then it gives you that like ooh. This this movie went from like really good to like very clever, yep. like cool and well done for one location with you know one group of people. It was really neat. It'd be a great play. It'd be a cool. It'd be if done correctly, it could easily be a cool play. I don't. I almost wonder if it was a play first. I mean, it's incredibly well written. It's yeah. definitely kind. It's got that sort of death trap, cat and mouse like kind of you know mm-hmm. thing to it. Kind of like a Hitchcock thing. Yeah. Where you don't, you know, it's like normal people at a dinner party, and then the you know 
murder most foul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah, it was great. And for Netflix to watch it for free. Yep. It would weird I was we were just like looking through movies to watch and I was like, uh, uh this one. You just like yeah. random like close your eyes and pick one. And so it's on there for free. You'd be stupid not to just watch it. Yeah, and it was released this year. It's like it's it's been the darling of a lot of uh uh in, uh, film festivals good and, um well deserved well deserved i i uh i give it what do you give it i give it like an 8.5 yeah i'd give it an 8.5 for yeah. sure totally it, and it's well worth watching for free on netflix yeah and especially a movie that you haven't seen a bunch of times before or a major release fucking studio film that you're like oh i guess i'll watch this again like it's cool to find a movie on netflix you've never heard of or never seen right and you put it on and you're like completely satisfied yeah you're like that was awesome thanks you know cool i'm glad they make movies like this there are two films we recently saw on netflix that were horror thrillers hush and this that were we felt like wow those are great yeah i liked hush yeah hush was cool man hush was cool you can check out our review on that on our website and Uh, it's free yeah it's free also if you have netflix of course you do don't you uh so yeah so big justice for the invitation and Justice for what the other one was. You know, we did not give a rating for Swiss I Army. I realized Man. That, yeah. yeah. What's our rating for Swiss Army Man? I don't know, like 78 out of 100 or 8. I'd give it an 8. I'd give it an 8. I, I, liked, I, it. I liked it too. I liked it, so 8. Yeah, let's say 8. 8. Justice. 8 out of 10. Justice. So ju- big justice for both these films. Yeah, go see both of them. I mean, you can wait for Swiss Army Man if you're too like reticent to see it in theaters, which I guess. But definitely see it at some point. And then this, go watch this tonight. Yeah. Like, go watch Invitation tonight. You are you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And I love a good horror film. I do too. Or a good thriller. It's a thriller. It's a thriller. Yeah. There's some horror moments. Yes. That are awesome. Yes. But yeah, go see it. It's wild. All right. That's it for us jerks. You jerks, take it easy and keep jerking along on the jerk trail. And we have a lot coming up because Comic-Con's next week. Oh, yeah. We got to promote that. (laughs) 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 We we will be in San Diego from July 20th to the 24th, and we will have a lot of interviews and a lot of coverage. Follow our social at www.thehmcnetwork.com or heraldmodcast.com, and uh, you'll see the pictures, the videos, interviews. There's a lot coming Going on, and our fucking plate is full. Yes. And now I want to see how Pokemon Go is going to affect the convention. How would it affect the... Oh, yeah. There's going to be Pokemon everywhere. And people trying to capture them in in cosplay. Plus uh, 200,000 of people who probably play Pokemon Go. You're right. It's the same fucking... Everyone's playing this game. This could be a problem. It could very well be a problem. I mean, because it's already becoming a problem in terms of, you know, there's shit happening. Like, criminals are targeting people yeah, who are doing they, it. They are, because you have your location and you can like schedule to meet people yeah. and shit and then they meet up and they rob you. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't take long for the scum to get into it, you it know? It does not. It takes a nice, friendly... But apparently there's actually been a lot more good than bad. Like okay. the, the news is doing these reports where they're going to these different places. It's like all these people... 
like working and playing together mm. and they're all pokemon fans and they're all like playing safely and jo- enjoying stra- the company of strangers huh. all right and then like right now i guess that's a really good i talked to this guy where did i go last night to the store or something and he was saying he was playing it and he went to santa monica pier last night mm-hmm. to like find because you know there's like different like uh element based pokemon uh-huh. so there's like water pokemon over by the pier because that's where the water's at and so he went over there and he said there was like dozens of people over there trying to catch the same pokemon and people were like oh there's a this kind over there that i found and you can go over there to like, this part of the beach to get the squirtle or the what yeah and like the give magic carp or whatever like, you know and so people are like sharing and wow and walking a lot of people are like i've never got this much exercise in years because oh. <laughs> of pokemon go you know that's hilarious they have to fucking hit the rock and you go up to like temescal canyon and uh-huh. you can find like rock pokemon and wow you know, fire pokemon wherever well i saw this post on facebook about our local pub o'brien's on wilshire and apparently is a pokemon location because the owner posted willie he said apparently we're a pokemon location because people keep walking in staring at their phone and well, leaving. leaving and not buying <laughs> shit and like people he's never seen before in his life hey folks buy something at o'brien's if you walk in there buy a beer or you got he's gonna start <laughs> charging for pokemon yeah i know you would too you'll be like if you're coming in for pokemon it's five bucks <laughs> probably will especially if it was like a really rare pokemon like yeah. if it was a really rare whatever pokemon like i'd be like hey this is my house if you want this pokemon right you gotta pay a hundred bucks <laughs> <laughs> i can't say that i'm even gonna like get into it at all because i never do those things me neither i've never done i never farmville. did angry burns i never angry birds i never did farmville i never did candy crush i never did pinterest nope i never did like that like community shit i don't want people to know where i'm at i yeah. looked at the app <laughs> I, well, I, and I, I looked at the app online or on the play store and like a lot of people were giving it five stars but a lot of people were like it takes up too much phone space on my phone it's laggy on my phone it's slowing down my mm-hmm. phone there's too many bugs it's really buggy the app closes down a lot you know what i mean it slows yeah. down my phone you know so like oh, i don't want to put that on my phone hell like, no hell no i'm good i also don't want to spend all my time playing a Looking game for on pokemon i know no. and like walking around aimlessly like a jerk <laughs> like a jerk <laughs> my phone out i don't even like my phone i don't even like when people walk and look at their phone and don't look at their surroundings no. that always bugs me because a lot of times people will walk into you it's dangerous and like you have to move out of the way for them it's yeah. like fuck you man pay attention why am i watching for you because you got your head down your phone and like sending dick pics or whatever <laughs> <laughs> well, on that lovely note, uh, we will see you guys. And You'll hear us next week and see us next week uh, if you follow our Periscope and our videos on YouTube and, and everything. And also, don't mix up your Pokemon Go with your dick pics. Nope. Don't do that, folks. Because that might get you sent up north. Upstate. <laughs> 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 Trading dick pics for Pokemon. All right. Thanks, jerks. See ya. Mm-hmm.